the Sunshine Patriot in a Crisis shrinks from the service of their country. Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tier. And today, if you looked at the title, you realize that we're going to talk about some pretty heavy shit. Two of them, I think, are relatively obvious. And then the third one, which is causing a huge backlash on social media right now, but more importantly, was an episode that was actually given to me by my wife. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Now, you we can start with that one if you want, but oh. I think... We need to cover Canada first because we need to understand where this is coming from. Oh, Canada, where they've actually started opening fire on people. Yes, 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 yes. The police have started firing upon their uh, own citizens. As a matter of fact, uh, some Vancouver police officers are already under investigation for shit that they did when they were in Ottawa. Apparently, Vancouver's not going to put up with it. So, yay. Only. But let's talk about the protests. The protests have been incredibly peaceful until the police were involved. Government, military stepped in and said, said, uh, no, you're done. They started confiscating trucks. They're arresting people, beating them with uh, gun stocks, beating them with batons. They're using uh, LRAD. They're using DO weapons, or DO, uh, directed energy weapons. They're using... Uh, uh, chemical agents, uh, anything they can to cause uh, <clears throat> horses, dogs, tank, uh, yeah. well, swap vehicles. And what's interesting is if you'll notice, every time where they've gotten violent, most of the time the protesters weren't even pushing up against them. There was one that I saw that really broke my heart, and it was the one where they sit here and the Canadian uh, protesters were hugging on them and praying for them as they were being beaten. I just want you to think about that. So if you wonder how far we've going, let me let me let me throw out a scenario for you, my there, lovely audience members. There comes a point where, where hugging your enemy is just not enough. It depends how hard you hug them. No, that that's very true. <laughs> let me give you a little scenario. Do you realize that at this very moment that the people who have put everything on the line who are at risk of losing everything because of the Emergency Powers Act, which, by the way, was uh, approved. In absentia. Uh, No, not in absentia. Well, no, technically, according to their own law, um, it was supposed to have been approved, was it two days ago? Uh, Friday, yeah. Yeah, And, and they didn't because of the violent protests. But they came in and voted today. Yeah. 157 to 141 voted in favor. Jesus Christ. So, now they were all Trudeau's party, uh, the the dominant party. But let, let, let's, let's put this out here. This is my scenario. Ready? Do you realize that at this very moment, the people who risked everything, 
the people who are still there, who are still protesting, the ones that are uh, putting everything out on the line, that if the government was to go full tyrannical, like start, oh wait, they already are, but they can't even leave their own country now. Yep. They can't leave their own country because now they're classified as criminals. But in addition to passing the Emergency War Powers Act, I'm going to play a little video. This is the Deputy Prime Minister. I just want you to hear what she says. Joy. I hate this. ...instruments, which our government is using right now to act against these illegal blockades and illegal occupation. Uh, we reviewed very, very carefully the tools at the disposal of the federal government. Uh, and we used all the tools that we had prior to the invocation of the Emergencies Act, and we determined that we needed some additional tools. Now, some of those tools, uh, we will be putting forward uh, measures to put those tools permanently in place. Listen to what she just said. Permanently. Emergencies Act, permanently. Permanently. Yeah, what's worse is what, what's coming up, though. Yeah. Nice. Uh, the authorities of FinTrack, I believe, do need to be expanded to cover crowdsourcing platforms uh, and uh, payment platform and their payment providers. Uh, so that's that is something that we need to do and we will do, and that needs to be in place permanently. Uh, some of these other tools, uh, like uh, the sharing of information between law enforcement and financial services and the requirement of financial services to be reviewing their accounts proactively and the immunity from prosecution that we have provided to them in doing this. Fuck. Fuck. Basically what they're saying is they have access to your money at any given time and regardless of whether or not you are actively participating in a peaceful protest or a violent protest, it won't matter. If you disagree or they think that you're a problem, they now have the right to actually check your account and check where money is going without a legal authorization. Well, actually, technically, according to this, they now have carte blanche and they're protected. Basically, they've been given qualified immunity with your money. Uh, it, it's so much worse than that. I'll give you an example. Think of somebody who doesn't like you. If you <laughs> lived in Canada right now, that individual could sit here and make a phone call to law enforcement to besmirch your name without any proof, and your accounts are frozen. It's already happening in Canada right now. There are people who had the same name as a trucker who had their accounts frozen. There are people who are losing it, their money, simply because... Now, I understand that maybe the opinions of the Canadian people living in Ottawa have changed just a little bit because they're tired of being stuck in traffic. I'm not saying it's valid. I'm just saying when it first started, before they had shown up, when they were just driving across the country, 
somebody in Ottawa would go, you know what, I, I, I support that solidarity. Here's 25 bucks. And even if they disagree with it now, their accounts, they're going after them. Well, the thing that gets me, though, is they're not just accosting people that are in the protest zone or protest area. If you're just walking down the street, if you're trying to go home, you're walking down the street, they will <laughs> they will arrest you or assault you. And that is happening in multiple provinces, not just Ottawa. Uh -huh. Even though, according to the Canadian press today, the streets were cleared. If the streets were cleared and the blockades were broken, why do you still need the Emergencies Act? Oh wait, I remember you had the you had the chief of uh, the Ottawa chief of police come out yesterday and say, "We this investigation is not over. We will hunt down everyone who participated," which means your insurances will be canceled, your licenses to drive the big rigs will be canceled. You will lose access to your money. The United States needs to sit here and people in Canada who love their truckers and love freedom need to actively hide these people. If you are in Canada and you hear the sound of my voice, here's what I recommend you do. Call your local police. You're, you're in in the United States, they call them sheriffs. I don't know if they're the they have the same system. Which are small town sheriffs. It's called the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate. Look it up. Hide these truckers. Hide these truckers. Refuse to comply. Stand up. They had your back. Now it's your turn to pay repay the favor. Do not let the government erase these people. Put them in jail for an unspecified amount of... Oh God, that sounds so familiar. It does. In jail for an unspecified amount of time after being called an occupation. No weapons. No violence. As a matter of fact, Ottawa's left cleaner than it was when they got there. Hmm. Where have I heard that rhetoric before? Hmm. Anyhow. So, shall I finish it, or have we heard enough of her? No, the last part, I think, is very important. These are extraordinary measures, measures that we absolutely believe are necessary in the current circumstances that are having an impact, and let me also point out, having a peaceful impact. Uh, and the other aspect of the... Lies! Lies! Okay, listen, listen to how they paint that. Listen to how they paint that. And that is what is heading here. That is what is coming here. We're doing this for a peaceful impact. I didn't realize that shattering glass windows and dragging people off and basically acting like a goose-stepping mob was peaceful. I didn't know that pepper spraying people that are over 15 to 20 feet away from you with their back turned was peaceful. I didn't know trampling an old lady was peaceful. And then blaming her walker mm -hmm. as somebody throwing a bike at the horse. Oh, and let's not forget the fact that the Ottawa Police Department had its own little private chat that got leaked. Mm. And they were bragging about it. But she goes, it's, it's doing so well and we're going to be continuing. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of easy to control people when you control the food. 
when you control their power, you control their money, you control everything about them. They're, you know, it's really easy to control people. Well, let's uh, not forget that our own president on February 18th said the national emergency. Now, I know that it's not this particular one that was about the mandate, but our own president on February 18th of this year said this, the national emergency concerning the coronavirus disease 2019 COVID-19 pandemic is to continue in effect beyond March 1st, 2022. There remains a need to continue this national emergency. Really? Hmm. It's funny how that works, right? At this point, we pretty much can say that Canada is now a military regime. Yeah. Police. It's, it is a police state, effectively. And that's what they want to do here. Uh, uh, that's what is going to happen here, unless we stand, unless we say no. So, I don't know, hold on, I'm trying to pause the video. I want you to hear what Justin Trudeau said today. Mm. Ready? No. So we're done with her, right? Yeah. All right. So... All right, here we go. Lovely. Good old Castro himself. As I said, the Emergencies Act is not something to undertake lightly. And it's something that needs to be momentary, temporary, and proportional. That's why every single day I'm receiving briefings and we are reflecting on how much longer the Emergencies Act needs to be in place. We don't want to keep it in place a single day longer than necessary. Bullshit. But even though uh, the blockades are lifted uh, across border uh, openings right now, uh, even though uh, things seem to be resolving very well in Ottawa, this Bullshit. emergency is not over. Uh, there continues to be real concerns uh, about the coming days, uh, but we will continue to evaluate every single day uh, whether or not uh, it is uh, time and we are able to lift this state of emergency. As I said, the emergency... Even though your own... Even though your own... <coughs> Let's be honest. Uh, he gets away with it because she said that. No, he's he, he can say this because he he gets to act like he's the benevolent one. He is the one that cares, and the deputy prime minister is the asshole. Bet on it. Yeah, she'd probably be the fall person. Yeah. Isn't she uh, the one whose grandmother was the? <laughs> Yeah. Isn't she the one whose grandmother was, uh, or grandfather worked for the Nazis? Yep. Ah, okay. Just checking. But, here's, uh... Here's what I don't get. The, they're like the blockades of listed. For one, calling it a blockade is interesting. I mean, by technical definition, yes, but... If you're going to remove every opportunity for peaceful protest, and you wish to escalate it, well then... You're left with only one option. True. And I will die on my feet 
before I live a second on my knees. And you pissed off up there in Canada. Here's what I don't get. I'm sitting here thinking about it, racking through my brain. I'm like, you pissed off the truckers. You pissed off the bikers. You pissed off the farmers. You pissed off the Amish and the Luddites. Yeah. These are people that are statistically like when they get pissed off, they don't stop fighting until they win. Yeah. But this they is, want it know, though. Yeah, uh, see here goes you know this uh, emergency wartime act uh, or war powers act. Uh, you know, seems a bit drastic for a uh, what what was it that Castro said it was fringe minority. Yeah, yeah. Well, blackface said it was a fringe minority. You know that what term is trending on is trending on Twitter right now. Mm-mm. Blackface Hitler. Fair. Okay. <laughs> But and that that uh, this bothers me more than some of the, what we're going to talk about here in a little bit uh, with Ukraine. It bothers me more because it's here. It's it's right to fuck up there. It's not that far away. When the Biden administration calls for the protests in Ottawa to be crushed by Trudeau, that he encouraged the police type behavior. Well, I wanted to see how far they could get away with it, but I'd like to tell you all something. The only reason the only fucking reason this has not happened here yet is because like the japanese general said behind every blade of grass there is a gun that was back in 1941 now imagine how many (laughs) (laughs) that's all right because they're scared because they know that if we were to stand up and say no I'd say it's a 50-50 coin toss who would win. And the only reason I say that is, yes, they, they will use the police, they will use the military, but a cornered animal has nothing to lose. That's true. And everything to gain. Well, do you, do you remember when we, when Biden pulled out of Afghanistan and yeah. how we talked about that this was going to cause... Uh, Radicals and terrorists for generations to come. They're mm-hmm. that they're going to be justified when they believe that we are the great Satan. Yes. Right. Okay. What do you think's happening in Canada right now? The people that have lost uh the 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 children that have lost so much of their lives, the people that have lost their livelihood, their houses, their families, all of these things. When they're confronted with an opportunity to strike back at a weakened government, how many of them do you think have now been incentivized to cross that line? To pull off the mask of civility and look at Trudeau and the government, who literally just betrayed them. When they sit here, they decided to vote to give the Emergency Powers Act to allow them to pass, even though everybody hates them, the 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 act. Even though everybody was saying, oh, I'm not going to vote for it. 157 of them did. Most of them were in his own party because they didn't want it to go off as a vote of a show of no confidence. Because, and that's how they painted it. Because they they came out with this strategy of, well, 
we're in the middle of what could possibly be an upcoming war. Uh, we have the pandemic. We have this crisis. We don't want to show weakness and change leaders. Isn't that exactly what I said about why we're going to go to war for yep. Biden to stay in office or whoever is president in 2024? Yep. For the votes to go more towards the Democrat way because they sit here and they need the war to stay in power because people are are more likely to vote the same people, you know, better the devil you know than the one you don't. Stability and times of unrest, <clears throat> upheaval, and danger, people seek stability rather than understanding that sometimes that is the very thing that you need is that uprising, that, that upheaval, that instability to get things done. Mm-hmm. But we've been complacent for too long. We've sat here for too long, and now we're going to reap the benefits. Yep. So let's go to the topic that my wife brought up about the <clears throat> blue line. Since we have all of these evil attacks going on all over the world, all over the world, the United States, the Canada, the violent crimes are going up. The police-involved shootings are going up. Now, <coughs> I am a <coughs> I am a thin blue line supporter. However, I am not, and this is why I don't like blue lives matter, black lives matter, all lives. Well, okay, maybe all lives matter, but blue lives matter, black lives matter because it's subjective. This whole group think you must believe exactly in what, you know, it, you have to support the color you choose, no matter what, even if they're bad, because it's the, the, the thin blue line. It's the um, blue lives matter. It's a sense of duty and responsibility that not all of them are bad. Okay. I, I, I sit here and. I see where you're coming from. You're wrong, but I see where you're coming from. Uh, you need to sit here and get rid of blue lives and black lives and all of them. What you need to do is you need to say that person matters and that person matters and that person matters. But that person fucked up, so. Oh, that's all we do. Go that's after we, we, we We call it every time. We call a fuck up a fuck up because that's what they are. What I what bothers me is I, I sit here and I listen to these people. And I'm like, I don't. If you're going to go into the group think, it, it's just another example of this intersectional division. Well, let's talk about, you know, my wife, she sits here, she brought up a really good point, And she's the one who gave me the idea for this particular subject was the amount of good cops that are being targeted and damaged because of the black cops or bad cops, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I want to sit here and I want to add on to that. Not only are the good cops endangered by the bad cops, they're also hurt and hindered by the cops that sat by and did nothing. I watched a video today of a man who was getting beat by a single police officer mercilessly while seven other cops stood around him doing nothing. Tear, 
I used to sit here and go, those people aren't quite on the same level of evil as the guy who's actually doing it. You get a nu- you get a second one. I agree with you. Fuck yeah. I agree with you. They are just as guilty of the evil. You can no longer use he's my blue brother. You can no longer use that there is a wall of silence. The thin blue line has a negative, you know, the blue shield, right? Has a negative connotation as well, right? If you sit by and watch a man get beat. Now, here's what pissed me off. That video continues. They stood there. The moment that that man raised hands to defend himself and to push that police officer out of the way, those other cops jumped on him and beat him hard. We saw the evil in Canada. We've seen the evil. Though, I want to quote something from I want to quote something from one, both of our one of our favorite movies. All right. It's not the actions of evil men that you must fear, but rather the inaction of good men. Yes. All that is evil or all that is necessary for evil to thrive is for good men to do nothing. If you do not actively resist it and turn in your brother, your brother of the badge. When they have done something wrong, you cannot claim to be a good cop. Period. If you do not honor your oath, if you do not defend the public, then you are wrong. You can no longer use apathy as an excuse. You can no longer use, I'm just doing my job or I'm just here to collect a paycheck. Do you know, I actually, I looked this up because I got in a knockdown drag out fight with my mother. All right. Um, And I looked this up. Do you know what the most commonly used phrase at the Hague was? I was just following orders. Yep. I was just following orders. Well, you could say that, but that does not justify your actions. And it does not. does not condone your actions in fact it it condemns you worse than before because you knew it was wrong and you did it anyway yeah you can no longer claim innocence or that you are a good cop if you know what is going on you do not report it if you know what is going on and you do not stop it if you see a fellow officer beating uh, someone. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not against using force to get compliance. Pain compliance is one of my favorite things, right? That probably came off wrong, but, you know. You know, there's a kink for that on the internet. <laughs> Guilty. So, anyhow, but. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, so there's a difference between. I, there's a I difference. understand controlling a situation. Responding to dangers at a scene and beating someone because they refuse to wear a mask. There is a difference between adequate amount of force and abuse of the trust that your community gives you. Yeah. There is. There is. I mean, okay, it'd be like... 
All right, so I'm I'm five six, right? So I'm not a big boy. Well, I am if you count the beer belly I've got going on over here. But so I'm not a I, I'm. But let's say I go up against somebody that's six one. I'm gonna have to be a lot rougher with him than I am with someone that's my own size, right? Right. That's understandable. Person has a knife or a weapon of some kind, beating the hell out of them to get them unarmed. Okay, I can understand that. There's an adequate use of force. But to walk up to somebody that's unarmed and and hide behind your badge as you act as a schoolyard bully, as you act like a tyrant. Well, how about the fact that in Canada they are confiscating the cameras of reporters? <laughs> when you start silencing the press, you you know you fucked up. Ah, but then you have people on our. They're only attacking certain members of the press. Right, the ones the that only, show what was really going on. Yeah, they're not attacking the Canadian Broadcasting Company. They're attacking agencies like I think there's like only five left in Canada that don't take money from the government, and Rebel News is one of them. We're used to hearing you have a little old lady walk out of a coffee shop and is confronted by police officers. So in fear for her life, she starts to record them. They tell her that they're going to arrest her if she does not walk off. When she starts to walk off, she's filming them to make sure that they don't jump her from behind. And that is exactly what happens. Hey, Canada, I love you all. I love you all to death. But one of the things, uh, I don't know if you all, you know, to the audience, you all probably gotten used to this by now. I know Odin has. But I'm going to say something y'all don't like. Canada, this is exactly why disarming yourself in the name of peace and security, was a shitty idea. And I hate to use this phrase, but I think it's going to become the most common phrase for us over the next six months. I told you so. The most common phrase? For us in the next six months is going to be, I told you so. Are you kidding? 2021 was just me going, I told you. I wrote it in a book. I told you I wrote Fuck it in that the book. book. God dang it. <laughs> Is there no way we can like perform an exorcism over that book? I would, but it's floating right now. So I don't want to know now. Okay, carry on. <laughs> I'd believe it too. Everything you write in that book comes out. And what's sad is there are even predictions that I've made that are coming true faster than I ever thought they would. But that's that's the thing, is that for those who pay attention who have been paying attention, those who have recently woken up and have found a good source of information, they're going, Holy crap. Like, dude, I'm gonna tell you something. I almost cried yesterday. My son and my wife made me made me watch you know Markiplier is? Yeah. They made me watch an hour-long video with Markiplier, and it was playing a game. Right? Almost made me cry. Almost. But it made me madder than anything. When they... It, it's a game. It's called uh, That Dragon Cancer. It's a story about a kid. It, it's a video game, right? Mm -hmm. And you're basically walking through their life as their child is diagnosed with cancer and then passes away. 
That is both fucked up and beautiful at the same time. It was absolutely beautiful. And I will never admit this. I'm glad my wife does not listen to our podcast. I will never admit this, but I'm glad she made me watch it. Oh, it's already coming up the stairs. I think they heard me. But, so, I got mad after the kid passed away. And my my wife and my son could not understand. Now, the reason that they wanted me to watch it is because I have had cancer three times. And I have survived it all three times. Right. And so they wanted me to watch it because it was these stories of hope and they share kid, you know, kid stories. And you read these letters like there are letters and notes, inspiring messages and how they said goodbye to their child if they died away from cancer. And I had to get up and I was mad. My wife and my son are used to me going off for stuff that they understand pisses me off, but they couldn't understand why I was mad at this. And I had to explain to them that we have had the cancer. We have had the cure for cancer for 40 fucking years. All of those kids in that video game, they're, it's all real, right? It's all real notes, all real oh. cards, right? All of those children died for fucking money. My son looks at me and goes, do you, do you really think it was all for money? I said, yeah. yes. The medical field does not make money by curing patients. The medical field only makes money by treating symptoms. They don't cure, they treat. And there is a difference. And it's not the doctor's fault. They have been trained this is how medical school trains the next generation of doctors to follow a certain pattern. If this medicine doesn't work, this medicine doesn't work. Do you realize that there are natural components that fight cancer? That you can reverse Alzheimer's? That there are herbs that can sit here and, and just natural medicines that we moved away from in the 1930s, 1920s, 1930s. And we moved away from it. And doctors who spoke out were silenced. And then it became all about give them this medicine. So they give you the medicine. And then you get sick from the side effects of that medicine. So they give you more medicine to treat those side effects. And on and on and on it goes. The first time I beat cancer, I was taking four medications. Because I... Developed diabetes because of a problem with the surgery itself. The cancer had damaged my pituitary gland and gave me diabetes. So I had to start taking medication for diabetes. And I needed something for pain and I didn't have an immune system. So I had to take steroids. However, that was in 2004 or 2003. And it wasn't an issue then because I was supposed to be dead in 2004. Here it is, 2022. That's why I laugh at doctors and tell them that they're still practicing medicine on me. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's you, though, to a T. We were both past our expiration date on that. And now I'm taking an entire two-ounce shot glass full of pills twice a day. Because they needed to take the medications. So I made a decision back in 2019 that I was done taking all of my medications. All of them. And I would pursue the natural path. 
I want you to know that I went from 380 pounds to 230 pounds. Damn. By getting rid of my medication. I get sick less often. Granted, there are still days when I decide that, you know what, I'm going to do all the yard work in one day. And then I pay for it for the next two days. But that's because I'm a stubborn asshole and beat you myself mean like, up. You mean like yesterday when you, you complained or you say, I don't think you're supposed to stand up in your elbow cracks and i asked if you glowed like a or if you lit up my son has referred to that pop as a gunshot within my body because i cracked four places in my spine both of my knees my elbow and my neck all simultaneously when i stood up and i woke up this morning and i was still sore so i got mad at that and it is the same thing with the thin blue line as with the medical care. Because I didn't actually leave the topic. I was getting around to it. Right. Let's sit here and doctors are have the same issue as police officers. That if you sit here and you see something that you know is fucked up, you have a duty to report it. You have a duty to stop it. But don't think that just because you don't fall in those professions, you don't also bear some responsibility. If you are walking down the street and you see somebody getting mugged, you need to report it or intervene. If you see a woman getting raped on a fucking subway train, you have a duty to intervene. That still makes me. If you see a woman getting attacked on another subway in another city, you have a duty to intervene. Either report it or intervene directly. If you see shit that is going on that is wrong, morally wrong. Now I'm not talking about I'm not talking about you sit here and you see somebody carrying a gun and you know that they don't have a gun permit. Let's not be stupid here. But if you see something that is directly impacting another individual, what is the old saying of the libertarian? Your rights end at the tip of my nose. You know, it's sad that if the, the right could learn one thing from the left... We call them Karens or whatever because they they come at you for not wearing a mask or not being vaccinated or your hat says something offensive. You have to give them some form of credit there. They when they think something is wrong or goes against their narrative, they speak out. Whereas the right usually stays quiet. And partially that's what I think because we've misunderstood. We've misunderstood the that statement that it's you know we want everybody to have freedom. But we don't realize that there's responsibility and consequences. Well, that is the difference between freedom and liberty. These are your liberties, your civil liberties. We hear civil liberties all the time. Oh, you're violating my civil liberties. Do you realize that liberty is is freedom plus personal responsibility? The left believes in freedom. The right should believe in liberty. Somebody because we believe in personal responsibility. 
Well, I got an episode or a, a topic for us to discuss some episode is uh, what is the difference between the right and the left? <laughs> we can do that one next. Uh, I want to bring on Freya because I want to talk about an issue that she was having on a live when when she got asked about uh, uh, what was it? Uh, linguistic theft. Well, that one too, but I don't want to do, I want to study for linguistic theft because I have notes I want to pull. Well, not to push this in any particular direction, but I really do want to talk about something very important that happened today. Okay. I want to talk about two major regions, the two major regions that Russia actually wanted. Oh, yes. Russia was next on our list. So perfect. Okay. Well, the two major regions that they wanted declared independence from Ukraine and then asked for the Russians to come in as peacekeepers. Now, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, my bottom dollar, that what's going to end up happening is in order to maintain their independence, they're going to have the peacekeepers come in and then they're going to vote to be annexed by Russia and Russia gets what they wanted to begin with. But here's the thing. By doing this, they're going to spark a civil war, and then there's no stopping World War III. It it, it really does depend. Okay, you need to understand something. I don't know if a lot of people have went and studied that area, right? Those particular states, regions, whatever. Provinces. Right, provinces, whatever they're called, right, have been fighting with Ukraine for the past eight years. No, I I do, but the problem is that any sovereign nation is not going to allow a province to declare independence. Fair. I mean, look what we did. Fair. (laughs) It's like, this is not new. It's terrifying because, you know, we got Putin playing chess with the the new world order and Biden's over here trying to figure out why he can't catch a goldfish. Well, you do realize that the Kamala's threat of blanket sanctions is bullshit. It's like a video I showed you. uh, What happens if we Russia enters the chat? What happens if we take if we uh, invade Ukraine? England will impose sanctions. United States will impose sanctions. France will impose sanctions. Germany will impose sanctions. Russia, cool. So nobody really has a problem with it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. Do you realize the amount of aluminum that comes out of the Ukraine? (laughs) That's not all that comes out of the Ukraine, but yeah. No, I have a list of stuff that for the Ukraine, and we'll cover it. Right, because somebody said this is why we need to pay attention to Ukraine. I agree that they're important. I do not, however, like if we sit here and went, you know what, Russia, take Ukraine, we don't care, or Russia, we will never let Ukraine into NATO. That's all that would take. We will never let Ukraine into NATO. One, because NATO is out fucking dated. Its charter was to stop the Soviet Union. Soviet Union's gone. Why do you need it? Most of the reason that Russia is flipping out about all these 
troops moving into Ukraine is he's afraid that NATO is going to expand and take some of his land. At least in my in my happy head of dreams and ideas, that's what I wish is happening. Well, I mean, he's not entirely wrong. He said today, today, that he was worried that Ukraine was developing their own nuclear weapons. How crazy is that? I mean, the United States and European countries are like are not likely to impose blanket sanctions on Russia because if Russia invades uh, Ukraine, uh, invades Ukraine, uh, that would exacerbate an already existing aluminum shortage. It would propel prices to new records and damage manufacturing all over, right? So here, and do you realize that the only president in the last four presidents that Russia hasn't expanded his territory was Trump? Yes, that I was aware of. Isn't that crazy? We have a friend, and Lord love him, and I do. made a comment about you know Biden being the worst president due to the fact of him starting a war. It's like, well, then you would have to blame most of the previous presidents. Right? Right. At one point or another. Except for one. But no one wants to talk about that. The, the, the issue here is that Biden's purposely pushing for a war. Instead of using diplomacy, instead of using, you know, common sense and reason, instead of maybe minding our own goddamn business and handling our own border, we're worried about another nation because he has interests there. Yeah. I just wish people would see it. Hmm. But if and everybody keeps telling me that I'm I'm over overreacting but i'm like look if war happens with russia and between russia and nato china's going to get involved and the next thing you realize is we're going to be sitting in world war three yeah all right unlike before unlike before right and world war two world war one where we were never invaded they don't have to invade us anymore yeah all they have to do is flip a switch Not even that. Like China is up there with us when it comes to drone warfare. And that's true. They did buzz us with the missile. But more importantly, do you know what fourth and fifth generational warfare is? Vaguely, I've heard the concept before, but I think I've heard it by a different name. All right. Fourth generational warfare is your proxy wars. That is basically what Ukraine is, right? And your fifth generation war is propaganda. And uh, media manipulation. Oh, with that being the case, we're already at war. Yeah, we're just not at a physical war. It's we have all of these Western leaders that want to declare war on Russia via the Ukraine. That's your fourth generational, and then they tell you all these people have died, and all of these attacks, and all of this evil shit is happening, and the United States and the Western powers don't have anything to do with it. Russia is just the bad guy by themselves. Mm -hmm. But here's the other problem. The United States is arrogant enough to think that it can handle a war on two fronts. 
What's the second front, you ask? Well, Odin here is going to give you a little thing. If we're distracted with what's going on in Canada, if we're distracted with if we're distracted with a uh, a a trucker convoy, if we're distract distracted with Ukraine, ain't nobody watching China eat Taiwan. I actually think it's a war on three fronts. He's arrogant enough to think that he can fight both Russia and China and us. Well, he's not paying attention to the southern border. That would have been the third one. And then Canada would have been the fourth one. It's insane. So people have asked, why is Ukraine important? So I'm going to give you some facts. Ready? Okay. Ukraine is the second largest country by area in Europe. And has a population of over 40 million people. That's more than Poland, by the way. Ukraine ranks first in Europe in proven recoverable reserves of uranium ores. It's the second place in Europe and 10th place in the world in terms of titanium ore reserves. Second place in the world in terms of explored reserves of manganese ores. Second largest iron ore reserves in the world. There are three or 30 billion tons of iron ore there. Second place in terms of mercury ore reserves. Third place in uh, uh, 13th in the world in shale gas reserves. They have 22 trillion cubic meters of shale gas. They're fourth in the world by total value of natural resources. Seventh place in the world in coal reserves, 33.9 billion tons. First in Europe in terms of arable land area. Third place in the world by area of black soil. Now, if I remember correctly, that that's what sparked the Holdemore. The the arable land area, yes. Yeah. Yeah. First place in the world in exports of sunflower and sunflower oil. Second place in the world in barley production. That's your beer, by the way, people. Fourth place in barley exports. Third largest producer and fourth larger export of corn. Fourth largest producer of potatoes in the world. That's your vodka. Fifth largest rye producer in the world. Whiskey. That's your whiskey. Fifth place in the world in bee production. Eighth place in the world in wheat exports. Yeah. Bees. 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 Oh, honey. Well, there's mead. Eighth place in the world in wheat exports. Ninth place in the world in the production of chicken eggs. Sixteenth place in the world in cheese exports. Ukraine has the ability to feed 600 million people. First in the world in ammonia production. Second in the world, or Europe's second in the world's fourth largest natural gas pipeline system. Third in the world in terms of installed capacity of nuclear power plants. Or, sorry, eighth in the world, but third in Europe. Third place in Europe and 11th in the world in terms of rails. Third place in the world after the U.S. and France in production of locators and locating equipment. Third largest iron exporter. Fourth largest export of turbines for nuclear power plants. Fourth world largest manufacturer of rocket launchers. Wait, really? 
Yeah. Fourth place in the world in clay exports. Fourth place in the world in titanium exports. Eighth place in the world in exports of ores and concentrates. Ninth place in the world in exports of defense industry products. Tenth largest steel producer in the world at 32.4 million tons. Ukraine matters, and that's why. In case you were wondering, when people say, why do we care about Ukraine, let's just let them go. Other than the fact that it's going to cause fucking, you know, all of these human lives. That's why. The amount of resources in Ukraine makes it a, a prize. Which is why Russia was so pissed after World War II when we cut yeah, it out. Yeah, when they <laughs> lost it. I can't say as I blame them too awful bad on that. Because it was literally their breadbasket and their ma- and their major source of re- uh, resources for the Soviet Union. Yeah. But I can say one thing. What? It proves that the main drive for any armed conflict is greed. Yeah. I don't think people realize how close we are to a major war. This isn't like going into Afghanistan or Iraq. These this are is... people who can hit, who yeah. have more nuclear weapons than we do. They may not have the same level of technology yet, but if they're backed by China, guess they who will? will? <laughs> they will. It's... And I know people are like, well, I'm not worried about it. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. Okay. Here. Let me let me bring up some other stuff. I just want you to know. Let's look at, let's break down. Like we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about <clears throat> uh, survival on Friday. Right. I'm looking forward to that actually. Where we're going to talk about all of the, the different... <sighs> back here channel all right where we come back uh where we're going to talk about survival we're going to talk about the the hierarchy of needs right i want you to realize that between now and then if the convoy gets shut down or if they have to alter their plan right or it doesn't go as exactly as planned if the trucks stop listen to me and listen well This is your warning. You have 24 hours to get supplies. Each store has three days of stock. Prepare now. Be prepared. Squeeze is on. Have what you need ahead of time. Food, water, medicine, fuel, protection, hygiene, etc. These are the things that will get you through. If you live in a colder climate, you better have alternative means to heat yourself. If you have to deal with food and water, make sure that you have at least a month's worth of food and water stored up if the trucks stop. The one, the Quebec is on three weeks. Three weeks of protests. Almost four. A protest. Trucker protest. If we go to war with Russia, have at least a month. Yeah, at the very least. At the very least. Because at that point, it will come down to those who have and those who do not. They're already talking about shortages. All of the prepper channels are freaking out. 
They're already saying you're saying that if we go to war with Russia, if the convoys, all of these things are going to press in on the supply chain crunch that you're already suffering. Oh, we're already in a position where, and this is what bothers me the most about this. We're already in a position where we have less truckers than we need due to the vaccine mandates and all these extra bullshit rules. We're already in a transportation crunch, and then you're going to add war to it. Yep. That's like being married to a possessive wife and then going, you know what? I think I'll double down for a second one. Fair. Fair. And I honestly don't understand. And there are so many people that are pushing. They're like, we need to stand for Ukraine. We need to stand for Ukraine. It's like, I would agree if we had our own goddamn backyard taken care of. Yeah, the fact that Biden is more concerned with the Eastern European country than it does about its own southern border should tell you everything you need to know. Just let that sink in. So, yeah. And I see all these people that sit there like, I think it's going to be good. I think we should do this. We're going to do it. It's like, yeah, you know what's funny? I got a rude wake up call for you guys. All you woke this out there. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You do realize that with this whole uh, beautiful feminist movement that you all have created, you all will soon be just as liable for the draft as us men will. But I also want to tell you that if you actually paid attention at all, there is no such thing as a glorious war. There is no such thing as winning a war. Both sides lose. Just one side loses harder. I wish y'all showed that same fucking energy when it came to America. Fair. But that's supremacist, right? That's nationalist. Yeah. Well, you know, the Washington... Is it the Washington Post? Washington Post has already declared the trucker convoy white supremacy. Freedom has been... Is now a... A white construct. Yeah, an alt-right term. Did you ever think we'd get to a point where freedom would be considered a white supremacist ideal? Did you ever think that we would get to the point where when they started to remove mask dates that you would have fuckheads who are protesting taking off the mask? No, because I realize that the vast majority of Americans are ugly as shit, me being included. So a mask is actually a... Oh, wait. Never mind. So are you saying you're pro-mask? For certain people, yes. Are you willing to protest to keep masks on children? Not children. I'm talking about adults. Children need to grow up with a, a sense of self-identity and, and you know, self-worth. I'm talking about most of these people that I've met on the left. I'm more than happy for them to remain masked. Did you hear that they have changed the guidelines for children when Again? it comes to learning? Wait. Okay, you 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 know the list of things, you know, when you have kids, the list of things, you know, how many words they're supposed to be able to recognize and speak and stuff like that. Right. Right. And it used to be 50 words by like uh, 22 months or 24 months. Right. Are they just happy if these if the, the child, you know, is happy to put a mask on or something? No, now it's uh, they're supposed to know 
uh, 50 words by three years old. I was reading. Yeah. By three. I just figured I would. You know what? I am a-okay with them keeping the mask mandates for these adults as long as they can put chloroform in the masks. So, uh... Wait, so basically, I hate you for putting this in my brain because I watched both movies again over the weekend, and I I, I can't argue with you that Idiocracy is just the, the sequel to Demolition Man, but we are literally dumbing down our own people. Wait, and we're making them stupid. In addition to not having them learn. Ready? Okay. MSN has a report that egg producers, professional egg producers, are are accusing backyard chicken farms of posing a biosecurity risk to poultry industry. They want to stop backyard chickens. Of course they do. Wait. The Economist says the Western consumers should put aside the reservations about eating crickets and give plant-based burgers and 3D-printed steaks and, I have never heard this hey, term, hey, hey, hey. vat-grown vat grown tuna a try. Okay, that's disgusting, but I want to go back a what steak? 3D-printed steak? Hey, Reaper! You gonna start going for a 3D printed steak instead of that shoe leather at Golden Corral? Sorry, I had to. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> but wait, a 3D printed fucking steak. Well, they're already talking about using humans as fertilizer. Silent it's green people. <laughs> but no, seriously. The same place. There are there are multiple states right now that are already reporting. Uh, what is, which one is it? Uh, bird flu, avian flu. Well, next thing you know, it'll be West Nile is that there's a new West Nile version of coronavirus. Okay. So we're starting to get out of coronavirus, right? The the narrative is starting to breaking down, right? Even Bill Gates has admitted that Omicron has worked better than the vaccines. But we shouldn't take off the masks, says the man doing the interview without a mask. But wait, wait, wait. Ready? Penal he said to the man behind the curtain. He said that we will have another pandemic within six months. Of course. I mean, it's kind of easy to call it when you have control over the diseases being released. When you put it in the vaccine. Yeah, oh, no, much. wait. Sorry. That would be vaccine in- misinformation. Oh, 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 we're a domestic terrorist now. Oh, Too shit. Late. But anyhow, no, I'm more worried about us disappearing like Joe Rogan did and then coming back several hours later. But for us, we're not big enough. They would just make us disappear and poof, gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? Doesn't stop me from saying it. Let them come. Fair. Let them come. Yeah, I keep telling people, I said, we're not doing it for the money. We're doing it for the message. So if they take us down, we'll just show up on another one. If we were doing it for the money, then you would be doing graphics and I would be insulting people in my best southern accent just so I could talk We still got to do that. We still got to. I'm not designing anything for anybody. Yeah. Okay. You say that and that's perfectly fine. 
but I'm still not, you know, I'm still not convinced that my southern accent uh, insulting people might not be a good idea. <laughs> oh, I'm going to put that in a poll question in Anchor. Do you think that Tear Southern Accent should get its own OnlyFans page? Oh, shit. Well, you ain't seeing me while we're doing it. Just, no, ju- just, just the accent. Just the accent. I tell you, I got... Uh, I'm going to make a graphic of your mouth. And I'm going to have it talk. And everything else is going to be black. And just no, be your... Okay, le- you can do that if you put the red eyes. No, 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 no. Have you I ever would... seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah, but... You're in the very beginning one. where the lips talk. Yeah. And, yeah, and they yeah. do the singing. That. Yeah, but I wanted Thor's eyes. Fine, I will give you Thor's eyes. Awesome. I give you mine, but I only have one. Yeah, but I can't tell who's blinder, you or me. <laughs> I am. I only have one eye, dude. That's true, but you can see more colors than I can. Only because I trained myself. <laughs> I walked in. Funny story. Let's let's end this on a laugh. Walked into the gas station, and uh, one of the gas station attendants goes, "How do you like my hair?" I was like, "It's a beautiful shade of pink." It was purple, but <laughs> just, I got chewed out for over thirty minutes because I couldn't tell what color her hair was. It's when you see her go. Color blind. Oh, I've tried that. I've tried that. Instead, they try to play Stump the Chump. And they'll hold up, what color is this? And I'll try to figure out what it is. My favorite thing to do. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have my blind cane, right? Because okay. I really am blind, right? I know that I take on the Odin persona, right? At, of only having one eye because I only have one eye. And that's why it's funny. But I really am legally blind, right? Like, I have, if you ever look through a straw, that is my field of vision. Everything else is black, right? So, when I sit here and I have my blind cane when we go anywhere, and I love to talk politics with people when I'm out and about, because they will accuse me of being racist or being whatever, and the moment that I pull out my blind cane, the conversation stops. You're a dick. <laughs> oh, really? Tell me again how I see color. I literally am colorblind. And everything else blind. <laughs> you know, they've started to use that as, they say it's a racist statement to say that you're colorblind. Right? When you're talking about race. I'm sitting here going... You know, you're all the same. You're all just different shades of gray to me. That and you're calling Martin Luther King a racist. Martin Luther King Jr. Jr.? Yeah, a racist. Well, he was socialist. Different than racist. Really? Because I see the socialists today and they all seem pretty fucking racist to me. Fair, fair. <laughs> no, no, no. Martin Luther King Jr. was not socialist. He was communist. Oh, I forgot that the flip side, they're the nicer side, the prettier side of that coin. They're the utopian visionary side, yeah. Right, 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 right. Well, I'll tell you this. I want everybody to keep an eye open. If you haven't come across your blood rock, that line that you will not cross, then I'm going to leave you with a, a phrase. You know, Odin takes the, the persona of Odin because he's you know only got one eye. But when we were discussing names back and forth, we picked Tyr because that's just kind of my attitude towards everything. God of War. If you, yeah, if you have not 
decided on your blood rock, if you have not figured out what is going on, then this is the phrase that I want to leave with you. You're either on my side, by my side, or in my fucking way. Fair. That is the attitude. I've got. I don't care if you're right. I don't care if you're left. I don't care if you're smack dab in the goddamn center. I believe in freedom and liberty. I believe in what this nation was built on. And if you stand between me and that goal, I don't care who you are. Fair. So make that line. Because we're fast approaching. It's being drawn right now. And as much as we both wished it never would, we both knew this this day was coming. Yes, yes, yes. And there we go. Now I'm on three more lists than you. Okay, keep thinking that. (laughs) One of these days, you know what? I wish there was a way to actually look up what lists we were on because I would love to see... I just want to know. I don't even care, but I just want to know. What lists am I on? I can, I can go look it up for you. I mean, no, I can't. <laughs> well, I know I can't fly. <laughs> so there's one list I know for sure I'm on. <laughs> and I lost my clearance. So there's another list I'm on. So there's two at least. But I think people have gotten so used to being comfortable that they don't want to take that stance. They don't want to risk being uncomfortable. Who was I talking about this with? I, I on TikTok, I was I actually had a private conversation with somebody and I commented on their video and they said, sadly that's true. And I said, What's sad is the fact that Americans fall in that category of give them games and give them bread and they will never revolt because most Christian or most Americans would rather be comfortable than free. That makes me cry on the inside. Comfort is a slow death of slavery. And with that depressing ass quote, I'm Odin. This is Tear. And we'll see you on another episode of Winter's Call. Man, you just gotta be a Debbie Downer, don't you? Yes. Humans, for the most part, don't have a clue. They don't want one or need one either. They're happy. They think they have a good bead on things. People are smart. They can handle it. The person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the earth was flat. And an hour ago, you knew that the government was here to help you. And now you know better. Imagine what you will know tomorrow. The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.